Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another episode of The Dictionary. Uh, I think this is maybe the first episode I'm recording, or the first one that I've remembered to say this at least. Um, you may have heard, and you, if you have, actually, you probably literally just heard it mere seconds ago. Um, there should be a little piece of music playing at the beginning of these episodes now and at the end. Um, currently, I have one piece of music from my friend Tom Mislowski. His information is in the show notes, or at least his name is. And um, I should put more information than that, like his website. I hope that's in there. And uh, yeah, I just asked if he wanted to make a little piece of music for me to put at the beginning and the ends of my episodes, and he did. So you have heard it. So thank you, Tom, and go check out his work and his music-making skills. Uh, I, I've reached out to a couple other people, and so maybe maybe I'll get some other theme songs. I'll just rotate through them uh, for each episode and... I won't know which song is going to go with which episode as I record, so I won't be able to call out them specifically, but I'll do I'll do something later to shout them out. Always go check the show notes. Um, in, in the show notes, you will find other information like the fact that my Twitter and Instagram handles are at DictionaryPod, where I post some pictures and things, and so you can see visually what a lot of these things are that we talk about here. And you can email me if you want to say something, uh, which is dictionarypod at gmail.com. Things that you can email me could be a little audio clip of your own theme song. If you want to send me one, go ahead and make one, and I'll put it in if I like it. And, um, you know, you, you know what I mean. If, if, you're, if you're like, if it's something that's not appropriate, I'm not going to put it in. But other than that, there's a good chance I'm going to put it in. Similarly, you can make your own little sound effect, which I will put in a show. And there is a Patreon where you can join because, you know, let's crowdfund this thing. What else? Did I say the Google Voice number? Call, leave me a message, say hi. Uh, go find this on YouTube, all the social media, all the other platforms, the podcast platforms. Just listen to us on every podcast platform you can find. Listen to the same episode multiple times a day, every single day. And uh, there was something else I just thought of, which I totally just forgot about. Oh, you know, share this, subscribe, rate, and review. Go write up a short little review to say how much you love this show. All right, let's talk about the words on this last section of page 309. And uh, in this episode, we're going to do a bit of a letter jump. We're still in the C's, obviously, but we're going to go from C-U to C-V to C-W and then to see why, and we're gonna hang on see why for uh, for a little while. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, uh, nine, like nine, ten, really until the end of the seas. We're gonna be in the see why section. It's like ten and a half episodes. All right, all right, all right, all right. The first word in this episode. Oh, that's the wrong page. <laughs> I almost, I almost skipped ahead accidentally. We have cuvee. Or cuvee, or cuvee, cuvee, it's a very French way, cuvee. It is spelled C-U-V-E-E, -E, and you can spell it without an accent or with an accent on the first E, which is boop, down on the left, up on the right. Noun from 1833. One, it's just bulk wine, but especially 
wine in casks or vats so blended as to ensure uniformity and marketability. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, it must be kind of a blended wine. Some some wines are just one type of grape, but other wines are a blend. They take a percentage of this grape and a percentage of this grape, which are called varietals. And yeah, you want to make sure that it's blended very well, because if it's not, somebody might get a bottle that's mostly this wine or this this grape, and then somebody else might get a wine that's a different percentage. But you know, you need it to be all consistent. You know, you get each bottle has to be the same, and then you can market it real good. That's the marketability. Number two for cuvee, a blend of still wines used in the production of champagne. Uh, so, uh, champagne, champagne is bubbly. So that's why they have to call out still wines. Still wines are not bubbly, but they are used to make the bubbly. The bubbly champagne, champagne. Uh, yeah, it's just from the French word cuvee, spelled with one E. I don't know why we added another E. Hmm. At the end of this war of the of this letter, we have started. Sharon and I have started to make this a tradition. Uh, if she agrees to it again, where we read, where we do the last episode together, and then we open up a bottle of something bubbly that starts with that letter. So we could either do cava or cuvee, either one. I it might get difficult as we get to some of these other letters to find something, but we will persevere. We will find it. Uh, but yeah, we have a choice to make for this one. All right, the sound effect. Well, since we're talking about a, a bubbly, uh, a bubbly wine, we could just make like a pop sound. Ooh, man! Recently, we opened one, and it was a different kind. It wasn't like a typical cork. It was a weird, new fangled thing. And usually, I'm very careful about these. But I took my hand off just for a second, and the thing popped up in the air and uh, could very have easily hit me in the face. Uh, so you have to be careful when you open these up. I was not being careful. Luckily, everything was fine. No injuries, no broken things. But so my sound effect will be, I don't know, pop. Let's just do that. I said it, pop. Next is cuvette. C-U-V-E-T-T-E. Noun from circa 1909. Number, no, uh, okay, it is just a small, often transparent laboratory vessel. And uh, typically, the example of this vessel would be a tube, a, cuv- a cuvette, a cuvette. This is French, diminutive of, well, it's the same word from cuvee, cuve, or cuvee, C-U-V-E. Um, and here it means tub. Now, it didn't... Oh, okay, interesting. I don't know why they didn't say this for the cuvee one. But yeah, if cuve, however you want to pronounce it, if it means tub, then that makes sense for cuvee because it is wine made in these casks or vats or tubs. So that's literally where the word cuvee comes from. I'm sorry to backtrack here, but I I didn't get the information until later. So yeah, cuvee wine is just made in these big old tubs. And then it's also from the Latin cupa. I'm back to cuvette now. Uh, cupa. I don't know. I don't remember. I mean, it looks like it's cup. I, I do kind of remember coming across that in the CUP section. Yeah, it's like a cup, a vessel, a tub. 
and uh, and there's more at the word hive. Maybe a beehive is kind of like a tub. It's a it's a bee tub. Um, a, a cuvette. Maybe we will post a picture of a cuvette, a uh, often transparent tube in a vessel, uh, in a la- in a lab, in a lab. Yeah. Pop. Here comes the abbreviation section. The first is CV. Number one, convertible. Number two, cultivar. I guess you could, it could be convertible. It could also be cuvette. Maybe it's like a Corvette, which is a convertible. Pop. CV, all caps. One, cardiovascular. And two, curriculum vitae. And uh, vitae, I think that's how you pronounce it. V-I-T-A-E. And uh, I don't, I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember uh, what that one meant. Let's see. Can we find it real quick? I'm in the uh, curriculum vitae is a, a short account of one's career and qualifications prepared typically by an applicant for a position. It's like a, like a resume kind of. Pop. CVA, all caps, one. Oh, that's why they call it your CV. <laughs> yeah, you, you've probably heard people say this. Hey, what's I'm going to read your CV. What's on your CV? If a guest is introduced, you got to read out their CV. It means curriculum vitae, which is, you know, the stuff that they've done. All right, back to POP CVA. Abbreviation for one, cerebrovascular accident. Something happened to the blood in your head. I think that's pretty much what that means. Cerebrovascular accident. Number two, Columbia Valley Authority. It, the Columbia Valley Authority must be pretty big because it, otherwise it seems very small and specific to be in this book. I mean, in, in Chicago, we have the, the CTA, which is the Chicago Transit Authority. It's another authority. But that's not important enough to be in the dictionary. So what is the Columbia Valley Authority? Maybe we'll put some information in the show notes. Your website, if you have one, is going to get a bunch of hits, maybe like 40 Pop, CVS, all caps. It is for chorionic villus sampling. Chorionic villus sampling. I think that's what it is. Uh, And I'm pretty sure that the store CVS does not stand for chorionic villus sampling. Although if it did, if it did, that would be interesting. Interesting choice. Pop. Now we're in the CW section. Very short. Next up on the CW, it is an abbreviation for clockwise. I mean, I guess technically it could be for counterclockwise as well, but I think that would be CCW. Pop! CW, all caps. Number one, chemical warfare or chemical weapon. Two, chief warrant officer. And that one feels like it really should be CWO. But I guess not. CW is fine. It seems like it's harder to say CW than it is to say just Chief Warrant Officer. It feels like it's about the same energy. Or Chemical Warfare. Chemical Warfare! Chemical Warfare! CW. W is a hard word to say. Pop, pop. Next is... So this is not an abbreviation, although it sure looks like it to my brain. 
It's pronounced cum, C-W-M, noun from 1853. It is chiefly British, more specifically Welsh, and it is the number three definition for the word cirque, C-I-R-Q-U-E. And uh, yeah, this is a, uh, a Welsh word, and it means valley. I don't remember what the third definition for cirque was, but I, I have to imagine it's related to a valley of some kind, a cum. You can go back and listen if you want. Pop! Pa-da-pa-pa-poop! Pop! Here is C-W-O, all caps. This is the one... Oh, it's in here. Yeah, number one, cash with order. And then number two, chief warrant officer. So you, you chief warrant officers, or would it be chief's warrant officer? You get two abbreviations, because you're special. C-W-T, abbreviation for hundredweight which is one word, hundredweight. And of course, that must be because the C is uh, the cent, cento, or, you know, variations on that, which means a hundred. That's the prefix for hundred. We read that many, 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 many months ago, that whole C-E section. Pop! This is now the beginning of the C-Y section, starting with just CY, all caps, abbreviation for calendar year, January 1st to December 31st, at least here in the States. I think everywhere does the same calendar year, but different countries, different cultures, societies, they have different types of calendars. Uh, You know, a lot of them go by the lunar calendar, so I think the Hebrew calendar is based on the lunar cycle, and so that's why, like, Hanukkah ends up at a different time of year slightly, and uh, there's the, the the whole the Chinese New Year uh, the Chinese uh, calendar, which I think is also the lunar uh, the lunar calendar. That's another one. There's yeah, they did different different places. We talked about this before. I think they celebrate New Year's at a different time. I think we need to change the calendar. I've talked about this before, probably. I think we need 13 months of four weeks and then one extra day. I think uh, somebody did a whole, like, TED Talk about that. I think it would be an interesting idea. Pop. Suffix. C-Y. Does it have a year? It does not have a year. Number one. It stands for, or it means action or practice. Man, this, this suffix gets used a lot. So action or practice, as in mendicancy. That is the example, mendicancy. And I don't know what that is, so I can't help you to describe this any better other than it's the action or practice of mendicancy, mendicant something. I don't know. What is it? Number two, rank or office, as in chaplaincy. I know what a chaplain, I think that they're in the churches, aren't they? Maybe other things too. So it's the rank, they have a, they have a rank, They're, they work in an office, the chaplaincy. Two, body or class, as in madras, how do you say this word, madras, no, magistracy or magistracy, probably magistracy. The magistrates are people in England, I don't really know what their job is, but I've heard of that, the magistrate of the thing, 
Uh, body or class? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know enough about that. We're going to, in the M's, we're going to learn about mendicancy and magistracy. <laughs> it's a hard word because the C sound, the S or C sound comes up twice. Number four, state or quality, as in bankruptcy. When you don't have money or you say, I, the, the bankruptcy is a weird, it's a weird thing. You can technically have money but say that no i don't really have any money i don't know how it works but something about that something about money no i got no monies in the bank you're in a state or quality of having no money um this one state or quality has some more information this is often replacing a final t or te at the end of the word um i that really was weird Spencer, you screwed. You made it confusing for the people. Let's start this over. This is often replacing a final T or TE of the base word, as in accuracy. So the word accurate ends normally in a TE. Also, bankrupt ends in a T. But when you add the CY to talk about the state or the quality of that situation, you are replacing the T or the TE to put in the CY. But not always. It says it's often replacing it. Not always, because bankrupt still has the T. I think it just depends on the way that the letters are pronounced, because you got in the you got to get in the cy sound in there. You can't say accurate C. That's that's hard to say. So you say just say accuracy. But bankrupt, you can say bankruptcy. For some reason, it's easier to say. It depends on the context. You just say whatever you want to say. Pop. Next is cyan. Cyan or just cyan, cyan, cyan. Noun from circa 1889. A greenish blue color. And this is used in photography and color printing of one of the primary colors. So, um, yeah, when uh, you got a printer... And so d different kinds of printers do different things. So one, uh, one type of printer has a lot of different colors. Typically, they are C-M-Y-K, which I believe stands for cyan, magenta, yellow, and black. That's the K, is black. And uh, so it's the different combination of those colors to create the thing that you want to print or create. There is another, there's various ways that color can be created another one that sort of goes sort of hand in hand with cmyk is rgb and that stands for red green blue i don't really know why we have these different things the computer will interpret the information differently if it's set to rgb or cmyk um so you you got to make sure that you're working in the right color space to get things printed in the right way but cyan is one of the big ones. Maybe we'll post a picture of cyan, just the color. We do that sometimes. Soda. Here we have cyan again, but this is a prefix. So it's cyan or cyano, because sometimes they put the O in there. Number one, dark blue or just blue. Uh, which is funny because cyan, if we think of the color, it's the greenish blue. It's a much lighter blue. 
but here in this prefix contest, it's just dark blue or regular blue, as in the example, cyanobacterium. And uh, that's going to be the last word in this episode, actually. So we're going to learn about those. Those were very important to uh, to or just Earth. Earth in general was uh, was helped a lot by cyanobacterium. Number two for the cyan or cyano prefix, it means cyanogen. Cyanogen, as in the example, cyanide. Is that how you spell cyanide? C-Y-A-N-I-D-E. Hmm. I guess when we get to cyanogen, we'll learn about that. To make this even more complicated, wow, even more complicated than I thought. Number three, uh, it means cyanide, which is the example that we just read. But we have an example for this cyanide, which is, wait for it, cyanogenic. Cyanogenetic. Cyanogenetic. So... The prefix cyan can mean cyanogen or cyanide. I'm not even going to... you. It's very confusing. The etymology really just says it's from the Greek. I would assume it's pronounced kyanos because there's a K. Uh, and that means dark blue enamel. So yeah, that's that's why all this stuff is blue-related. I assume cyanogen and cyan, cyanide, cyanide, blue? I feel like cyanide is spelled differently. I could be wrong. Anyway, pop. Next is cyanamid, cyanamid, C-Y-A-N-A-M-I-D-E, cyanamid, noun from 1838, one, a caustic acidic compound, C-H-2-N-2. You get the C's and the H's and the N's, and you have a caustic acidic compound. Sounds bad. Sounds not like something you would want to touch or smell or look at or hear. Number two, the synonym is calcium cyanamide. Calcium cyanamide. That's all I got for that. Pop. Next is... Cyanate, or cyanate. Noun from 1825. A salt as ammonium cyanate, cyanate, or ester of cyanic acid. So the example of the salt is that ammonium cyanate, or cyanate, or also an ester. So a salt or an ester of cyanic acid, which is our next word. Pop, beedy pop, pop. Cyanic acid, two words, noun from 1825. A strong acid used to prepare cyanates. I don't know what any of this stuff is. Um, the, we have these uh, scientific, uh, the, the chemical letters for this strong acid. There's no numbers. So I think it's just a single, a single molecule, a single atom of each of these. H-O-C-N. I think it's hydrogen, oxygen, (laughs) I went through all the little Cs, Um, uh, uh, carbon, I think is the C, and then nitrogen. I think it's hydrogen, oxygen, carbon, nitrogen. It's a strong acid with those atoms, and it is used to prepare cyanates, which is a salt or an ester of cyanic acid. 
just goes back and forth between those. Pop. Next is, yeah, cyanide or cyanid. Noun from 1826. One, a compound of cyanogen with a more electropositive element or group. As 1A, the synonym is potassium cyanide. And 1B, the synonym is sodium cyanide. I want to know why all of these have the prefix cyan or cyano. It I, I have a it feels like there must be some something blue in there, but I have no idea. Number two for cyanide is the number one definition for the word cyanogen, which will be in tomorrow's episode. Pop. Next is cyanine or cyanin. Noun from circa 1872, any of various dyes used especially to sensitize photographic film to light from the green, yellow, red, and infrared regions of the spectrum. I never did the, uh, the, fo- the, the, the developing of photographs in a dark room, so, but I know that they have lots of different chemicals and liquids and stuff. So yeah, this one this must be one of them, cyanin. Pop. Next is cyano or cyano. Cyano, cyano. Adjective from 1929 relating to or containing the cyanogen group. What is the cyanogen group? I don't know. Again, we will learn about that tomorrow. Pop. Next is cyanoacrylate or cyanoacrylate. This is all one word. C-Y-A-N-O-A-C-R-Y-L-A-T-E. Noun from 1963. Any of several liquid acrylate monomers that readily polymerize as anions and are used as adhesives in industry and in closing wounds in surgery. A lot of words I didn't know. Something about the wounds in surgery, that part makes sense. Adhesive, yeah, that makes sense. We have one more word for this episode. Pop, 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 pop. It is cyanobacterium. C-Y-A-N-O. B-A-C-T-E-R-I-U-M. Noun from 1974. Any of a major group of photosynthetic bacteria that have two photosystems, produce molecular oxygen, and use water as an electron-donating substrate in photosynthesis. Called also blue-green alga. Uh, the uh, the group name, the major group name, is just cyanobacteria with a capital C. Uh, it's Yeah, it's bacteria. It's this weird blend of, I believe, plant and animal. If I'm understanding this correctly and also remembering correctly from my, my old science days, it's a bacteria that can, I believe, photosynthesize, right? Is that what it is? 
use water as an electron donating substrate in photosynthesis. Yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating. I'll have to post a link in the show notes, probably to Wikipedia or something, to learn more about cyanobacterium because uh, I believe they, they're they the ones who maybe put a lot of oxygen into the atmosphere or something, if I'm remembering that correctly. Maybe we can find a, a picture just of, of the cyanobacterium because they seem like they, uh, they're blue-green. Okay, those were all the words. We had cuvee, cuvette, CV, CV, CVA, CVS, CW, CW, cum, CWO, CWT, CY, C, cyan, cyan or cyano, cyanamide, cyanate, cyanic acid, cyanide, cyanine, cyano, no, that would be cyano, cyanoacrylate, and cyanobacterium. Hmm, let's see. Yeah, none of these... I mean, I think I have to pick cyanobacterium because of what they are. They did not come to existence in 1974. That's just when we we learned about them and created the word for them. But they were around, I believe, billions of years ago. I'll have to, I'll have to check my sources on that, but I'm pretty sure it's true. So, yeah, cyanobacterium, you are, a <laughs> you are a photosynthetic bacteria with lots of things, and you do photosynthesis. Chika-chika-chika, yeah. All right, that is going to be a good place to end this episode. Uh, I hope you enjoyed yesterday's episode, which had a guest Sarah McAnulty, you learned all about the cuttlefishes and stuff. Oh, just yesterday. See, I recorded her yesterday. Uh, I recorded her episode a long time ago. But just yesterday, I was just scrolling through Reddit and found a video of a cuttlefish doing its weird colory things where it was just doing, it was like waving colors through like light and dark to uh, hypnotize its prey. Man, those, those animals, there's something else. They literally look like aliens. What we would think an alien would look like if this was some large water creature on an alien planet. I, I, I would, I would, if I were its prey, I would also be hypnotized by what it was doing. It's, it like spread its its limbs out in all directions. It was amazing. I'll see if I can refine that video and I will uh, uh, post it. I'll share it. I'll do something with it. That is going to be the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.